Today is December 11, 2019. Today on the show, we've got some NBA stuff to get into. We have ESPN LA's Alan Sliwa is going to come and join us in about an hour. Uh, we have to get, to get everybody ready for the Lakers five-game monster road trip that starts tonight in, excuse me, Orlando. Um, going to be a very, it's going to be a very interesting road trip. Not just in, not just in who you play, who, who, we, who you play, but more in the length of the trip, I think it's going to be very telling. It's because we won't, we won't be home until couple days before Christmas and uh, that's a major it's gonna be a major thing um, because you you won't have um, much time so they have two very 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 dangerous games at home um, they play the Nuggets the Sunday before Christmas, and then they play the Clippers on Christmas Day. Um, I will be doing some promotional stuff for the Nuggets game, um, so that will be interesting, uh, because the Lakers absolutely owned them in Denver a week ago, so it would be interesting to see couple weeks later what will happen um, and and if the Nuggets have any resistance on the road when they rather than what they did at home um, I would like to once bring up the fact I talked about this on Monday's episode the difference between the Lakers and the Clippers and I've talked about it at length. And I would like to, if anybody wants to come on the show and uh, tell me why I'm wrong, go ahead. I, I welcome it. But I really think the Lakers are better than the Clippers. And I said no after the whole after the Hawks-Clipper game I went to. But... I decided I went back a little bit on my thought and I decided that um, that's not true based upon the Clippers who beat up on the bad teams and can't beat a good team. They don't, the, 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 good, the, the two best teams they beat are probably the Lakers and the Raptors, okay, and maybe the Rockets. Um, but what people forget is last Friday, the Clippers sent a message to the league that just maybe, just maybe, they are not what people think they are. Just maybe. And it's very obvious that that's the case because of how they played on Friday night and how they got owned big time. And they... And, the the Bucks owned them. Um, the but the Bucks 
really showed a vast resistance to the Clippers that I don't think the Clippers going into the game were ready for. Um, and it doesn't help that you have no consistency night in, night in, night out because you keep sitting Kawhi Leonard. Now, they sat him on Monday in Indiana. I'm recording this at 12.33 LA time on Wednesday and the Clippers play the Raptors at 4 o'clock our time tonight. Um, is there anything that the question is how do the Clippers fare tonight in Toronto? How is Kawhi how is Kawhi, how will Kawhi be welcomed in Toronto? My answer is I don't think he'll be hated. I don't think he'll be booed. And the reason I say that is because he did one thing that everybody said Toronto would never accomplish. That, that city would never get a championship. And they accomplished it based upon the fact that they brought Kawhi here. They brought Kawhi to Toronto. It has nothing to do with whether or not um, It has nothing to do with whether or not um, the load management. It had to do with the presence of Kawhi Leonard as a whole. And um, and so um, I don't believe that the, the Raptors won the championship. And I've said this. I've said this a lot recently. I believe the Warriors lost it. And my take on this is and my take on that is the Raptors were going to get blown out of the uh, we're going to get blown out that series if per, if the Warriors were healthier. And I put the emphasis on healthier because um, we already knew that DeMarcus Cousins wasn't healthy. Who, the, the, the fact that he would have contributed at all I thought was debatable um, and the fact that Steph was okay and and uh, Kavon Looney wasn't wasn't healthy either and we haven't really seen Kavon Looney this entire season and we're probably not gonna see Steph or Clay for the rest of the year that's probably not going to happen um, so that is something that I really believe that out that game that last game of the finals in Toronto in June the middle of June changed the landscape of the NBA forever now some people would tell you well if the Warriors get the number one pick and they get they get that stud out of Memphis. Does that change anything? And most people say it does. And I and I don't. And here's why: you can't bet on a rookie. We haven't seen him play because he's been out 
dealing with some NCAA issues. So we have not seen him play yet, effectively. So I don't know how we can be so sure that that, that changes the Warriors landscape. Now, we do know that Steph and Clay will be back next, next year, and that'll change it just by themselves. The presence of those two alone change any change everything for them. Um, they, I just think that if you have, if you're relying on Marquise Chris, um, Jordan Poole, um, and Alec Burks, I just don't know, and Willie Colley Stein, I just don't think that's a very successful season, which we already knew. People here, people would downplay that and say, oh, well, they're the Warriors, they can do anything. But what this season has proved is that was an unforeseen circumstance, okay? Nobody thought that the war, that Clay would get hurt this season and D'Angelo and, and, and Draymond would have to carry the load. Nobody thought that was going to happen. So are the Warriors players in the trade deadline? I say no. The trade, the trade in the trades that because you can start making trades this Sunday. And my answer is no. And the reason I give is they don't have anything to give you. They don't have anything to offer anyone wants who who's actually healthy and could actually contribute to anybody on anybody's roster right now there's no no one who can contribute um so coming up we have alan sliwa from espn la lakers pregame and host of lakers talk he is coming in here in a little bit um, to talk about the Lakers' upcoming road trip and what we can expect and the, how many wins they'll get in the road trip, which I think is very, well, it's important because I think that it matters and it, because we've seen this team play some incredible games, okay? Now, granted, that Washington Wizards game a week ago, they were on Black Friday, no, a couple weeks ago on Black Friday, they came out of the box incredibly slow in that game. And they owned, they owned it from the eight-minute mark to the end. And they don't have to come out strong in order to win a game. Like, they don't. They, they can make adjustments. It's just their adjustments alone are better adjustments than what anyone else can, any adjustments anyone else in the league can give you, can counter. Because their bench is the most experienced, is the most um, well-balanced, and I think in the postseason, this is the perfect bench to have just based on experience alone. And the fact that experience matters. And a lot of people downplay that aspect, and it's not true. Experience matters, 
um, when you are when you are um, contending. Um, we learned that when the Warriors um, signed Leandro Barbosa, um, Anderson Varejao, and David West, um, that was that was their main that was their reason for those signings. Those guys wanted to contribute to a team that they thought were that they thought was going to win. And that is why we saw Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Dwight Howard. They're legacy chasing at this point. These guys are legacy chasing and everyone knows that. They are chasing their legacy. They're chasing to benefit their legacy. That is so important. So here he is. Um, Alan Sliwa, host of Lakers pregame, postgame, and Lakers talk on ESPN LA is here. Um, the Lakers go on a five-game road trip, and it starts tonight in Orlando. Um, I don't know um, how much, to be honest, how much um, the Lakers are expected to lose in this road trip. Yeah. Um, because I would say nothing. I say the game that they might lose is Milwaukee. Um, I would love it if they would win, but I'm not, I'm not incredibly sure, entirely sure at this point. So, Give me a rundown of your expectations for this road trip and how we should look at that. First of all, Wyatt, yes. thank you for having You're me You're welcome. On. You're welcome. Appreciate you having me on yes. the podcast. That's yes. number one. Number two, what's the podcast called? It's the Wyatt Holtz Podcast. The Wyatt Holtz Podcast. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. How many of these have you done so far? You got a this lot is, of podcasts under your belt? Yes. This is about a lot. Um, normally, we would have Will, but he's in Houston, so we don't have him. Um, today, um, but um, I just would like to ask you sure. a couple quest uh, questions based upon what your expectations for the Lakers were and what you think of them now. Because when they when when I was here, the first day of free agency, mm -hmm. when it was quiet, we heard nothing. Um, was it Kawhi or it was, was it quiet? Yeah, we heard nothing from yep. the Lakers at all. And I remember we had the jump on, as we always do, as we do today. And we were watching the jump as we were doing the Savado Gigante, which was the, the, big, uh, the big free agency special that we did. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, well, what what can the Lakers do because of the whole coaching crazy mishap that happened? And I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know how 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 they were going to handle whether or not Kawhi would turn them down or not. And at this point, I think the Lakers are better off without Kawhi. And here's why. And you can tell me what you think. The more you load manage him, 
the more the Clippers have forfeited games, essentially. So if you want to be successful as a contender in the NBA, <laughs> you cannot do that. That is a that's a major problem. And the Lakers don't have to do that because LeBron and AD are, in my opinion, are better and more consistently effective at the level you want them to be at right now than Kawhi and the Clippers are right now. Because the Clippers have spent a lot of time trying to not explain to us what is going on. They're not exactly being the most transparent when it comes to why they're sitting him. The only reason they're giving right now is ankle. We don't know what that really means. Yep. They could that could be there could be a lot of things that go into play in that. I think that they but are this is but this is it's their strategy. Yeah, it's right? a strategy. It's a they think that they that the Raptors won the title because they love managed Kawhi, and I think that they have well, they won the title. They won the title, but I think the Warriors got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah, that's that's what, that's, that's the major. The that's the main reason. So why were people at the beginning of the season mm -hmm. so bullish on the Clippers, and for what reason? They got a good team. You know why? That's uh, that's a really really good roster, and I'll tell you that maybe today. They could be sitting, which I think they're just second place in the West, yes. three and a half games. I think they're the going to be so. chasing the Lakers all season. I think the Lakers and Clippers are going to be chasing each other for the entire season. But here's the question: the question is, I don't think they care. I think the Clippers have in their mind that they just got to get to the NBA playoffs and they just got to be healthy, and they'll take their chances versus any team. Which, by the way, of course, the Western Conference is going to come down to two teams. It's between the Lakers and it's the Clippers. I don't think Denver is going to be in that nope. chat. I don't nope. think Houston is going to be in that nope. chat. The nope. Utah Jazz, nope. Portland Trailblazers. Nope. You list down every team in the Western Conference, it's a two-horse race. So both teams have different strategies. The Lakers, it seems like gaining that chemistry, playing together, nine new players on the roster, a new coaching staff, a new front office, it seems like the regular season to them is incredibly, incredibly important. Now. The Clippers strategy might change as you get into the second half of the season. Maybe now they're going to start playing these guys more together and everything else. But as of right now, the Clippers are taking their chances saying, look, we just got to be healthy. And once we get to the postseason, we'll take our chances. Lakers strategy a little bit different. It seems like they're trying to run away with the West. I think the Lakers, and rightfully so, have more to prove because of what we've seen in recent years. There are their organization has more to prove, and I think that is why they're going at it with the way they're going at it, and with the amount of almost defiance. It's almost like we know that a lot of people did not think that we were capable of doing this. So we're going to take advantage of the fact, and we're going to change the narrative and change our mind. I, I wouldn't put too much stock into what's happened. In I, the past. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either because this is a different team. Exactly. But I. I truly believe that from from April to now, this is the biggest jump possible the Lakers could have made. From April to when now, Magic, if you'd, if when you'd Magic, told me, if you'd have told me in April 
at that moment, yes. the Magic stepped down, yes. that the Lakers would be sitting at 21-3, and tied with the best record in the NBA. They've won 11 uh, games in a row on the road. Um, they're, they're playing as good as basketball as obviously anybody in the league. Yes. Anthony Davis, LeBron James doing what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, you could... You couldn't have asked for a bigger turnaround, and you probably don't see turnarounds like that in the NBA. So, to answer your question, from the low of the low to the high of the high. Yeah, I think that's yeah. definitely the low and of the I, low I, to the high of the I high. And I think that you and I, because this actually impacts us, I feel like we're kind of the people who would say that we cannot wait. We hope <laughs> that in June, we hope that the finals are across the street. Okay. I think it's going to be across. I think I think the finals are going to be across the street regardless, either way. Regardless, but yes. it better be the Lakers yeah. in the finals, or, the, or we don't, and not the Los Angeles Lakers. Right, right. Um, um, and I had someone at the gym, was it two weeks ago, tell me that if the Clippers were in the finals, he wouldn't watch. He probably he wouldn't watch. And you probably have a lot of Laker fans. You probably would. You probably would. The same way. I'm my sure house, a lot of Dodger fans I don't know if you watching know. when the San Francisco oh, Giants I'm sure, I'm were sure. in the uh, I didn't watch. The, uh, I didn't. I'm telling you, I didn't. But my house is divided. I have Clipper fans on one side of the house, and I have a Laker fans on the other. Now, the Laker fan is just me, okay? I have my mom who's a Clipper fan, my sister who's a Clipper fan, my brother my dad who don't care. Okay? They've been to games, but they honestly don't care. So... I have a Clipper DeAndre Jordan jersey hung, autographed, hung up over my ear. If, if I cannot wait for my sister to move out so that thing is out of our house, so that can good. go. Yeah, it needs, to, it, needs, it, needs, it needs to. It needs to. go. I understand. It needs to go. Um, so, I have some questions. So the trade got? deadline. Fired away. The trade deadline. Yep. Starts. Um. We get the exact on date. Sunday, I want to say, right? I think it's Sunday. Um, it's like the 15th, I think. I think. I think the 15th is correct. It is. It's like Sunday, I think. And um, December 15th to February 6th. Yes. Do you think the Lakers are going to be active in trades regardless of how good their roster is at this point? Um... You know, I've said this on the show a couple different times. Lakers got to this point. Uh, the goal is very simple. There, there is no other option. It's either you win an NBA championship or you don't. And That's they've why obviously people were set, so frustrated in the years past. They've obviously <laughs> set that bar. But, you know, the years past, it's okay because years past, it wasn't realistic. Right now, it's uh, yeah. realistic. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. People were frustrated that it wasn't realistic. Sure, there's, sure. There's, so, you know. so today, sitting at... A realistic picture and a realistic view that they can actually win an NBA championship. I do feel like they will do everything possible to put themselves in a position to try and win a chip this year and next year or this year or next year. However you want to say it. You got this kind of two year window. So yes. to answer your question, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're going to do anything, but I will tell you that I don't think they would hesitate to do something if they thought it gives them a shot right now because you're not thinking five years down the road if you're the Los Angeles You're thinking Lakers. right now. You're literally thinking about this season and at the most next season. You know why? It's, it's all 
tailored around LeBron's contract. As and it should, yeah, as, as it, it should, right, should. Like yes, that, that's, yes. Uh, that's and the franchise is, is obviously relying on LeBron right now in his small little window. And he's got left. there was a, there was some reports out there over the summer that if he would, that the Lakers didn't drastically change, he would start second thoughts on whether or not he would stay. I knew that wasn't true, only because the Lakers can attract whoever they want. They just have to try and work at it. And they did. They gave away young players who at this point, it's understandable why they gave them away. Because you look at Lonzo Ball in a Pelicans jersey and what he's doing, that's not... That was the one player people were, some people said before LeBron came here, that that was who he talked to, that was who he wanted to play with. But I'm telling you, I didn't see one indication of that last year, though. No, you can't. These players are too young. Yeah. You know, they, they're just not a um, – their timetable isn't now. Anthony Davis is ready to win right now. You know, he's yes. walking into his prime. He's top five in the NBA. Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Avica Zubats, which I yeah. was disappointed to see yeah. him go. Yeah. A number of players that the Lakers have drafted over the last couple of years, they're not here for a couple of reasons. One of those reasons is – they just don't understand how to win right now, and the roster that the Lakers assembled are winners. These are yeah. all veterans that have won yes. in other places. And that's what the leg up I give them over the Clippers is the bench you can put out night after night of guys who know how to win, who have done it in every locations. Yeah, it's a good point. My answer, my Danny Green's my, got chips. JaVale McGee, we can't John forget Rondo. Quinn Cook. Depending regarding what, depending on what he actually did for Golden State, what he contributed is we don't really know for sure what. What his what he really but he was around. But he was team. around and he saw the culture and understands sure. how to win. Sure. Because the one thing, the thing that the Warriors that I think people don't talk about as that much is the fact that Steve Kerr won as a player wherever he went, and so he carried that as a coach, and that is where they. That's why they are who. They, that's why they were who they were. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I, I think the. The angle to take on saying veterans are all over this team and guys that have won that look that's big. I mean, Mo Harkless, uh, he's never won a championship. Neither has Jamichael Green. Or, well, I mean, look, or I don't, some of these other Patrick Beverly Land, or Landry Sham is too young. I'm not the biggest Montrezl Harrell fan in the world, and the reason I'm not is because I'm not convinced that in a game that you need, when you need, if you need someone. To shoot, and you need someone who can actually. You're not going to go to. You're not going. You're not. Yeah. And that is their. That is literally. They're big. The, that's their big because, like, Paul, like Anthony Davis, Paul George does not want to be considered a big. He can't really be, even if he wanted to be, because of his size. He's two positions away from that, so he's definitely not going to be. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. He's not going to be. He's not going, going there. So, but I will say this: Look, if we're if we're going to talk Lakers and Clippers. They play on Christmas. Obviously, the beginning of the season. Okay, that was your first game. We can have excuses. I take no stock in that game whatsoever. We can have excuses. We can say this happened, that happened. But they didn't have Paul George in that game, number one. Yeah. And number two, you want to go send a message. It's one thing to obviously take care of business like the Lakers have been. This month alone, December 19th, December 25th, you got the Bucks. you got the Clippers. The Clippers game especially to me is important. I, you cannot I, lose that game you after cannot. you already lost one already to the Clippers. 
you have to send a very, very clear message that the Clippers got to go through the Lakers, not the Lakers having to go through the Clippers. My my thing is that we don't take any stock of what they did against the Clippers on opening night. And also, that that Clipper team who 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 I went who I've seen in person I don't believe has been able to play well and has won easily against good teams. It has taken them a lot to win against the upper echelon of the NBA. They have had to work extra hard. I don't believe that that's sustainable in the postseason. You cannot you cannot be that lucky and win the way they have. Um, you cannot take someone like Boston um, to into overtime and barely win. I mean, you 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 were so far out of that game at one point. Then you come back. There are. But you know what, Wyatt? We, we've had games like that, too. You know, I know like, that, but they but the Lakers have come back the, the next game and have blown everybody out of the water. There's, a, there's I, a way I, of I how you answer that. I will say, I will say, I wouldn't worry too much about the Clippers when it comes to what they're doing. Because I, I, that it's a good team no matter yeah, what. Yes. Like, how, however we look at the Clippers and however we want to um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say downplay where they're at or what they've accomplished, I would say... If you just look at the Lakers and kind of focus in on that Christmas day, that's that's the key for the Lakers. I, I give you an example. Clippers got blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks. Remember and that it was, game? Yes, and it wasn't even close. About they, a week they ago, weren't even so in. they were down by thirty-five, forty. Yeah. That game, I was like, "What? <laughs> you know what just happened? You know that was a <laughs> that, that was a surprise game." But but winning at home against the Boston Celtics, and even though you had to come back or barely beating the Rockets, where you had to come back. They still won, yes. and, that, and Lakers have had games like that too, where you know we had to come back against yeah. the Chicago Bulls or and the Dallas. San Antonio Spurs, or Dallas is another good team. But, so. but, but I would say that coming, I, I I would say that the Denver game at home before Christmas, mm-hmm. I think that there is some serious scar tissue in Denver as to how that went. I think that they were very disappointed. Of course. And I think we're going to see a dramatically different Denver Nugget team when they come here in a couple weeks. Yeah, there is, there is, that's, right that's, now, there is some of this. Uh, you're kind of starting to doubt the Denver Nuggets. You're starting and, and to doubt you, and the you, Utah Jazz. You're starting to and, doubt some of these teams that. And Jamal that Murray is not going to take that. That well, guy is pretty tough, even though. In the playoffs, I thought he shrunk a little bit. If you're the Lakers, you understand that. It's, it's very similar to the Dallas game. Yeah. You played at Dallas, you won. And then you got at home. You It was probably one of the worst games of the whole season. And for you me. got beat up in, in the specific yeah. in the third quarter. You got outscored by yeah. 18 points. Yeah. So Dallas gave it to you. Maybe that, that maybe that two-game set against Dallas will teach the Lakers something against Denver. Don't take a team that now has a chip on their shoulder. Don't take them lightly because now all of a sudden you think, well, we beat them in Denver. Well, um, We're just going to handle it here in L.A. Yeah, and also they took they took Toronto pretty lightly when they came to town as well. Um, and rightfully, and Toronto, smacked them. Toronto, Toronto smacked them around a lot. Um, the, three, the funny thing is the three games they, they've lost have been at Staples Center. <laughs> so they have not lost away from State Bowl Center yet. 
how much of a chance do you give the Lakers in in beating the Milwaukee Bucks next week, a week from tomorrow? How much of a shot do you give them? Oh well, look, they they definitely have you know a great shot of beating the Milwaukee Bucks, but I also want to give the Bucks. You've won 15 games in a row. I mean, you're doing something right. Um, and, and people, I think that that the gap is different now between the East and the West. I think the East has a solid six teams in the Eastern Conference, which you can't really have said before. No. Seventh and eighth spot right now in the Western Conference, both those teams are below 500. So Milwaukee's winning uh, tough games, and they're winning convincingly. <coughs> You know, especially that win we talked about against yes. the Los Angeles Clippers. So, yes. do I think the Lakers can beat them? Of course I do. But, Lakers will probably walk into that game as an underdog. Lakers will probably not be expected to win that game just because of how hot the Bucks have been. But I think from a Laker fan perspective, and I also, we do expect them to walk I into Milwaukee. I also think there are business. elements of both rosters that are... There's an element of the Lakers roster that I think might be a little stronger. Um, because the bench of the Bucks can sometimes take them out of games real quick, um, and it hasn't. It didn't happen against the Clippers, but I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember, but there was there was a game in the beginning of the year. The Bucks played Houston in Houston, and it was a TNT Thursday night game, national TV game. The Bucks had been up. The entire game in Houston. We're blowing them out. The longer the game went, mm-hmm. the less the Bucks looked committed, and they lost. So therefore, there are there is a chance that that'll happen again. Should the Lakers count on it? No. Okay, the Lakers should go in there playing the best. And they should go in there thinking positively, but not in a way as we have it. Not be, cocky. Not cocky or arrogant or any of that. You should be able to play with the idea that if you win that game, that is the biggest statement you could make to the league they would do in Milwaukee. If they win that, they Look, take think, a step. I think the game against the Clippers. Step. I feel like the game against the Clippers is more important to the Lakers. Uh, me too. Because yeah, the game against like the Clippers, think about it. That's in your conference. That's in your that's conference. In your that's division. in your Let's not even let's let's we can't forget what a what the how big of a deal it is to have two teams who play in the same arena. Okay? And who are the best in the West regardless of what anyone says. And they have a whoever wins that game has a chance to go a step further, take a step further. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the one of the most important Christmas Day games in recent years um, because of, I think the ratings for that game might do something for the league because I feel like the ratings have not been, have been a bigger issue for the league and that is one of the reasons why we're hearing these ridiculous schedule proposals and the, the, the lottery and the whole the changes and all that is based upon they think that by the time February rolls around, no one cares anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that this game, I think it, the ratings for this game are going to be humongous, through the roof. And because they're airing it on ABC and ESPN, which means they know how good, how the chance they have. No, it's a big and game. they know what they have. Yeah, no, it's a big game. They know what that, they that's have. That's the matchup of the year. Yeah, it's, it's a two-horse it's, race. It's the biggest, it's probably the biggest Christmas Day game we have seen in recent years. Probably the biggest since Lakers Heat back in, was it 2005, 2004? I mean, because I, I remember the amount that was, that had similar amount of attention around it because it was the first game that Shaq played before since he left and people went nuts and it was a very close game and it had a lot of it had a lot of it had a lot of infer, intrigue around it I believe that that's what this is because L LA is the only city that can say we have two NBA teams who play in the same building and they are some of the best in the league when the Clippers had in the Lob City era, the Lakers were down, and now the Lakers are up. So this is when it really matters. When you have both teams in one market who are up and who are now trying to ascend, this is the time that it matters. Are the Clippers are going to do what we've seen them do in the past, or are they going to take? this experience and relish it and take care of business at home. What? How do you think the Clippers are going to go about this? That's a very tough question. Because, because in the, we can't look at the past because there's nobody on that team left. Mm -hmm. So And the Lakers too. And the Lakers too. So only Avica Zubats has, I would has say some kind of history with the two franchises. I would, uh, look, but there, I would there say are, zero. There are storylines. Here are the storylines. The storylines are Paul George has said publicly he wanted to be traded to the Lakers, and oh, yeah. the Lakers didn't make the move. And, and we could say that it had to do with his agent, but who knows? We could say that there were a lot I, of either way. That. Either way, he didn't end up a Laker, yeah. and I think he's a little bit bitter, and Laker fans are also oh. bitter towards that. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, you know, waited five days in free agency, decided to join the Clippers and not yeah. the Lakers. There were there were moments in wrote, free agency. And I wrote on Twitter that I thought the Lakers were incredibly close on getting him because I felt like you'd only wait if you felt like you had the course, chance. I agree. I've been told that I was right up until the day after the, the night after the Fourth of July. That that's how close it was. And Paul George got Paul George. Paul George, Paul George called it. Kawhi, and that was about it. Mm -hmm. So I think there are storylines around the Lakers, and then there's other. How do you kind think of the Laker like, fans who will be in the building on Christmas Day? How do you think they will handle seeing Paul George question? and Kawhi? What's that? Say it again. Oh, how do you? I, I think they'll boo him. Of I think we're going to see booing, and yeah, there's a chance that it'll be as loud as the Porzingis booing. Like I, I actually believe it because. There are people who believe that the Lakers could be even better if they didn't wait. Right, that that had some but effect. That, on but them. that had some effect on the roster. Either now. way, either way, booing, not booing, any of that stuff. Yeah. Bottom line is this: go take care of business. Yeah. Take care of business my, on Christmas. My Everything answer else is: kind of, uh, my answer is, is that if that 
if you win the if you win the game, you don't have to boo. Okay. My answer is if you win the game, you don't have to boo. That's 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 essentially my answer to this. Agreed. If you win the game, you don't have to boo. Um, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you having me on, and, and I will have you on a later date. Thank keep, you very much. Keep Can doing you, your thing. Keep doing your thing. Right. Thank you. Um, so that's that's so thank you for coming on um, so the Lakers have five big games on the road and I say big because I'm a there's a chance that on the road trip this that this could be a trap game there's going to be some trap games on the road. And that is something that um, we should be concerned about. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This podcast is sponsored by the anchor, by anchor, the app, the, an app that helps content creators make the best content possible. Welcome back. Thanks for out to Alan Sliwa for hanging out. That was a lot of fun. Um, tomorrow, which is Thursday, I will be doing a trade deadline special because trade season opens um, Sunday, and. I probably won't be around on Sunday, so I will do um, do an episode tomorrow. Um, so the Lakers have major, 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 a major road trip coming up. Starts today in Orlando at our time, at four o'clock our time. So I will upload this podcast before the game starts. Monday it took longer than normal to to end to upload. Um, so just letting people know that it might be a little while. So thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.